mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Is it possible for men and women to have thriving platonic friendships? But I think most of us just get very weird when it comes to, oh, my male friend now has a girlfriend. Did you want to be his girlfriend? The full human experience means that it is actually necessary to have a couple of different distinctive and measured voices that are pouring into your cup. And I wish we never did it. And I wish stop having sex with your platonic <laughs> friends. Hello and welcome to the To My Sisters podcast. I'm Courtney. And I'm Renee and we are your online sisters and hosts of the To My Sisters podcast. We are all about promoting the wellness, growth and development of a community of sisters across the world. And in today's episode, we're going to be talking about whether women and men can be platonic friends. Ooh. Is it possible to have a male bestie? Ooh. Is it possible to have men in your life as friends and mm. brothers without there being an inkling of attraction? Interesting. Interesting. But before we get into the thick of it, we actually have some housekeeping and uh major announcement. A major announcement. Ooh, I'm really, really excited. Major news. So as you guys know, at Two My Sisters, we are all about giving. We are mm -hmm. all about cultivating a sense of servitude mm -hmm. and community. And we are literally on the brink of our first girls retreat to Tanzania. Girls trip. Girls trip. Now, we know that a lot of the sisters wanted to go on this retreat. And mm -hmm. unfortunately, we could only take a handful of our girls with us. Yeah. However, we've also been doing some groundwork to ensure that you have the opportunity to support us in some of the work that we're doing, yeah. particularly for women's issues. Yeah. Now, one of the sessions that we'll be organizing will be with a school yeah. um, in the Nungui village area of Tanzania, mm -hmm. where we'll be supporting the ladies that attend the school with a very awesome give back session yeah however we also want to give you guys the opportunity to give back which yeah. is why we are going to do the very first tms sponsored walk get your steps in get we your steps march. in oh we're about to, oh, we really <laughs> about about to march, march baby <laughs> we really about to march so we'll be raising donations for the young girls attending the school yeah um and we've actually been liaising directly with the school and um the money raised will go towards the school um suppliers and infrastructure yeah. live and direct there will be no middlemen nope. there's no chopping money nope. there's no it, everything is super transparent yeah. you know how we work over here as exactly. my sisters there are 50 places for the sponsored walk mm -hmm. we'll be walking along a well-known london tube line and the details will be provided yeah. to take part you'll have to pledge five pounds and the link will be in the description below if you're watching here on youtube it'll also be on the show notes um and we'll also provide it on social media yeah there are only 50 places so make sure that if you're a sister and want to participate yeah. and you're down for the cause please 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 cop your space and pledge yes. your five pounds yes beyond that for every pledge that we get we will be matching so yep. if we get up to 50 we pledge in the exact we same amount of our own gbp yeah, our own money to put down for the we, skill we put in the money down we put in the money down yeah. beyond that our target amount will be 1000 pounds for fundraising so for fundraising so even if you're not able to participate in the walk if you're an international sister yeah. we know that you'll be if you're a man 
if you're a guy or any, in fact, whatever gender you identify as, whoever you are, whether you're an organization, an individual, please, please, please help us support this school. We are really, really passionate about education and specifically women's education. Um, Me and Courtney were having some discussions earlier on about, you know, gender disparity and the fact that we were reading this report um, by the World Economic Forum Mm -hmm. actually quite recently, which talked about gender parity and the fact that we're not going to hit it in 2030. It's actually going to take us on average 130 two years um, years. to reach gender parity so a lot of the work that we're going to be getting down into at tms over the next few years will be around gender parity will be around supporting women and this is part of our first wave of efforts to do that yeah so sisters brothers everybody this is your opportunity to get involved we'd love to see you you guys show up and show out for us honestly we need your help to do this work um and it's so exciting to know that we're going to be able to give back on our tanzania trip but like renee said it's really so that all of us here at tms in this sisterhood can support our little sisters in their school um yeah it's going to be fun time so definitely donate please donate even if you can't come on the walk and sign up to come on the walk we're about to get like a hundred thousand steps. We're about to get all the steps <laughs> in. Damn, we walk in, walk in. Bring your Apple Watch. It's about to go. Bring your Apple Watch. Bring some go comfy crazy. trainers. Bring a water bottle. But bring a uh, excited heart and get ready to actually meet some really cool people as well. Because as we walk, you know we're gonna talk as well. We're so yeah, get ready to meet the sisters. It's a summer link up, um, but it's all for a great cause as well. Exciting scenes, exciting scenes. Yeah. So don't I can't believe we're doing this. This I is know, so, so exciting. This is so exciting. And to bring the sisters together in person, yeah. like man, especially not like around necessarily like an event or a brunch or anything like that. Like it's fun. It's an activity. For sure. It's nice. I like it for us. Too. That's exactly. why I'm really community. Exactly, and it's low impact stuff. Um, and if you can't join us on the walk, like we said, you can give as well, but you know, stretch yourself with this one. Maybe you're trying to get into fitness. Maybe you just like to walk. Maybe you don't even like to walk, but you want to meet people and like walking. This is great for you. For sure. So don't forget to sign up. And if you're not signing up, don't forget to To give. give. (laughs) Awesome. I'm so Uh, excited for that. But moving into Oh, we didn't say the date. This will be taking place on the 20th of August, yes. Saturday, the 20th of August. Details to follow are exact timings, yeah. but save that in your calendars if you are taking part. It's going to be a movie. It really is. Excitement. It's going to be a marathon. A movie marathon. There we go. See what we did there. Oh my gosh. <laughs> two of our sisters. Two of us. Anyways, let me stop now. Um, moving on to our dilemma. Mm-hmm. Ding, 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 ding. Awesome source. Hey, ladies. Hey, babes. Absolutely love the work you ladies are doing. Thank you. May God continue to bless you and the podcast. Amen. To be bigger amen, and greater amen. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Pastor <laughs> offering bucket. My dilemma is that I'm currently dating a quote unquote broke man. Okay. We've known. <laughs> <laughs> the way you said okay <laughs> you started um we've known each other for 2.5 months and things okay. are going well okay he is god-fearing treats me well oh, nice. we have deep wholesome conversations for hours on end mm-hmm. the issue is he is broke mm-hmm. he can afford to sustain himself and that's it he is self-employed in it and is starting other projects nice. like building a block of flats back home wow. and other side hustles which is draining his income yeah and thus he doesn't have the funds for things like dates and activities which is something i really enjoy yeah he has offered for us to take a break until he is financially fit enough to do all these things for me should i take the break and possibly risk losing him 
or pay all the dates and activities for now as I currently earn more than him, mm. which may make me feel weird later as mm. I would like for my partner to be the provider. Thank mm. you and God bless. This is so interesting. So I don't, I think there's a misuse here of the word broke. He's mm. not broke. He's got different priorities there right we go. now. Um, and I think it's in, it's important to take note of that. And I do think if this is somebody who you want to have a long-term relationship with, it's important to have a long-term mindset here. This person seems like they are setting themselves up for the long-term. Blocks of flats, working in IT, a growing industry. Um, launching his own project, self-employment. We're big on entrepreneurship. Like, to me, I'm just hearing ding, 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 the future is bright. Mm, ding, ding, mm, ding, the future is bright. And I get it. Like right now it's kind of like, okay, but you don't, you can't afford to do stuff which are important to me. And this is where my advice would come in, in the sense that girl, yeah, I personally, if it were me, this is sisterly advice. I would not let this man go. I would find ways for us to do I too would be uncomfortable with the whole like I have to pay for everything and he mm. may also be uncomfortable with that but I do think it's important to then find things that you can do which are quite affordable like okay he can afford to sustain himself which means he can afford to buy groceries yeah just you know okay I'll make dinner you make us dinner we'll have to do stuff at home let's you know watch Netflix not every date has to be big lavish expensive um go for walks in the park go for activities which are free go to museums go and do things which are like opportunities to bond get to know each other make memories which are a bit more affordable do that on a regular basis and then work towards and tell him you know these sorts of dates are important to me the holidays the going out to restaurants like these things do matter to me and um I would like for us to do these things and I understand maybe you have financial priorities but I also want that to be a priority for you mm -hmm. so would you be able to kind of you know create a budget should we create a kind of budget um and can you work this into your budgeting right work this into your finances so that you know once a month once every other month we do something which is a bit more of me you know mm. um but i do think there are ways to build intimacy and ways to get to know this man who you've only known for a short amount of time right, right. which are not so financially strenuous everyone's financial predicament is different but also everyone's financial priorities are different mm. and he may not want to you know adjust his entire budget and financial goals for someone right. who's only known for two and a half months and he may not know if they will be his long-term girlfriend or wife or person who they actually want in their life so I do think whilst the dating grain can sometimes look very samey this is what it means to go on a date you go to the restaurant you get up you get glammed and stuff like that truly dating someone is just about getting to know the person mm. and doing that in intimate settings and intimate situations and so there are other ways to do that which are not very costly but I do think this sounds like a man who has got his head screwed on fears the Lord respects you treats you well and is building for the future baby girl <laughs> baby girl <laughs> um but I hear it and I think you do also need to address whether this will be a long-term thing like does he just think spending money on these things is not important? Because then there's a fundamental like compatibility issue here that needs to be overcome. But it could just be that for him right now is not the time to be spending money on lavish dates because mm. dating especially if you're dating multiple people at a time and I do sympathize for men as well because I'm a big believer of men paying for dates and courting you properly but I do think it can be very taxing and like in terms of finances, I think it could be a lot of burden to take on, especially if you're dating multiple people at the same time. Um, and if you're going on dates often, 
20, 30, 40, 50, sometimes 80 pounds. It builds up week mm. after week after week. Like that's a lot to budget for. And cost of living is really going up. I don't think you have, you understand like cost of living. It's mad. Like there's, uh, there was an article I was reading the other day, the other day. The inflation. Like, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Uh, inflation is making dating more expensive. Yeah. So I do think if you've met somebody who maybe is thinking more long-term and putting their money to there, I think it's worth just having that conversation about your priorities, but also gaining kind of an understanding of, maybe there is just a bit of adjustment that needs to happen here but if this man can provide for you it's different like if he's if he's stingy he's gonna be stingy everywhere Mm. so if this man shows you that he just is stingy with money then that's different Mm. however if he's showing you that he gives you know but he just budgets as well and right now that's not in his budget then I would personally say it's just about a couple adjustments here, right? It's can this man provide for you in the future? Is this man building a life where you could see yourself being safe, being comfortable um, and feeling supported? If the answer is yes, I would pursue the long game here. That's that's just my tenet because mm. I don't think he's broke. I, I From what you've described, this is not a broke man. To be building flats back home ah that's not a broke man that's, no. not, a broke man at that's all. not a broke man so yeah i don't think he's broke i just think he has different priorities to you right now and that's worth having a conversation about mm. but also it's worth a bit of adjustment if you do think that the long term is worth worth adjusting for how about you what do you think i think you hit the nail on the head you literally you, it's like you were reading my mind even mm. when you hit the inflation article i was thinking <laughs> girl that's exactly what i was thinking <laughs> It is really hard right now. Mm. And it is really hard to be in the dating game, particularly mm. for men. Don't mm. and I know there's brothers that are listening going, mm-hmm, like, no, don't don't do that. <laughs> um, it's really hard to date right now. Yeah. Um, cost of living crisis, things are increasing. And especially when you are courting someone kind of like in the short term, unless there is a very clear long-term investment that you're trying to to make, it can be very, very strenuous. Um, and I think bearing in mind you've known this guy for two and a half months, yeah. that's actually not a long At time. All. And I think it would be worth, I too was kind of listening like, whoa, it's not necessarily that he's broke. He has different priorities. He's budgeting differently. There are other things that he thinks are more important Mm. in the long game. And I actually agree with him. Building a block of flat, that takes a lot of money, baby. I think there's a difference here. He's not necessarily broke because he's squandering his money. He is broke, quote unquote, in the sense that he doesn't have disposable income because he's investing it elsewhere. That's good. So I think... That kind of character trait is actually quite desirable for a partner in the long term where they can actually assess, okay, cool. I'm willing to delay, you know, my more short-term gratification in order to ensure that I'm good in the long term. So I think it may be worth actually having a conversation. And I actually like the fact that he was willing to say, look, if this is not okay for you, or if you're not happy with, you know, the current financial situation, let's take a break. break. At least he was courteous enough to do that. Some guys who are not even invested in nothing, who are actually broke, will string (laughs) No, no, but it's true. They are actually broke. They actually have not a a cobble to their name. (laughs) (laughs) It got two pennies to rub together. To rub together. (laughs) Will string you along, you know, taking loans, all that Mm. kind of stuff. So I appreciate that it seems that he has been transparent enough to present you with the option of leaving if this is something that you can't get with. Um, And I think things can change. Like, I know that, you know, you're currently making more than him, but with the way that investments are going and the way that, you know, he's stacking up, he might be stacked in the next, do you know what I mean? He might be stacked. Give that man three years. You actually don't know. You don't know. 
And it's like, obviously continue to assess, right? You may not have to wait for three years. Yeah. It may be, you know, at the six month point mm-hmm. or at the year point of dating that you sit down and have a serious conversation around, okay, what does the future look like? And also monitor the progression. Yeah, I think, um, I can't remember the name of the film, but the inventor. With, acrimony. Uh, yeah, Ooh, acrimony. You don't want that kind of <laughs> you don't want that kind of situation. We rebuke that for you. You've been waiting 40 years no, for this no, man no. and his invasion. No, no, and you're go. waiting for this guy to blow and it doesn't happen. Yeah. So I think assess at regular intervals, have conscious conversations around finances, continue to monitor where you're at with your own finances yeah. as well. And of course, like as Courtney said, there's so many things that you can do that are not financially costly. Personally, as much as I like the more like fancy dates yeah. and going to like fancy restaurants every now and again, Courtney already knows I have a very strong um dislike of these tapas restaurants <laughs> where you're paying 200 pounds <laughs> for like three prawns on a plate. <laughs> Every once in a while, it's nice. But I do think that sometimes things like social media, things like, you know, collective thinking can over-index on this aspect of dating when really the whole courting process is not necessarily about who can take you on the fanciest dates, but who can hold you down over the long run. Is their character good? Um, Do they have a good relationship with money? Um, Are they willing to continue to build with you? In addition to all of these activities like dating and, you know, the more... um, financially uh um what's the word the more costly um things that you might want to do with this person beyond all of that is this somebody that you see as a partner um me and Courtney were having a conversation yesterday around like partnership and what does it look like to really partner with somebody Mm -hmm. else does this person look like the father of your Mm -hmm. kids does this person look like the kind of person you want to wake up to every single day and fancy dates and super activities will not always fix that so I think it's worth giving it some time. Yeah. I think it's worth continuing to have the conversations. But personally, I agree with Courtney. I wouldn't be in a rush to let this man go. I would not. I wouldn't. Especially the fact that he was like, oh, like, if this isn't okay, you can actually leave. Yeah. I was like, do you know how many men are holding women hostage? Hostage, kidnapped <laughs> for ransom. For ransom. Yeah. Yes, it's like, I mean, you can obviously do what you want and we get it, like, Especially when you're a hot girl. Yeah, you know. you know. You're just trying to live your best life. You know. Um, but this sounds like something that is very much future future focused. And you have to decide what's kind of important for you right now. You may not be looking for a husband right now. You may just be looking today. And yeah, this is just fair. not fitting. That's also fair. Fitting that requirement. Um, I guess we're more so thinking about, oh, are you looking for to find a life partner? Girl, this this could be it. <laughs> yeah. this is, And if you're not, that's actually. That's fine. Okay. That's actually Go and right. find yourself, you know, somebody that is willing to do those kind of things with Dior you. That's you. actually fine. Literally, this ain't the guy though. <laughs> <laughs> this ain't the guy for that. <laughs> he ain't the guy for that. No, no, no. It's looking like chicken and chip shop, baby. And that's okay too. Yeah. It's, oh, it's, it's looking like, come over, let's make bolognese. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? Or, you know. That's okay. But <laughs> if that's not what you want and you want to shop around, exactly. it's perfectly within your remit to do yeah. that too. Yeah. You know, go and find a, a fella that will happily take you to, you know. Nobu, Hakkasan. Hakkasan, all of them things yeah. there. Even though their rice is not great. Terrible. But, yeah. <laughs> But yes, sis, we hope that helps and we hope that gives you a couple of things to consider and think yeah. about. At the end of the day, it's about what are your intentions yeah. and what do you want right now? Yeah. Like, do you want to be more future focused? Do you want a life partner? Or Excellent. do you want to shop around a bit and find yeah. someone that may be more in alignment with what you're looking for right yeah. now? So those are the options on the table, baby girl. 
May the odds be in your favor. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> now, getting into the meat and bones of the topic. Let's eat it up. What actually inspired this uh, episode uh, theme mm-hmm. <laughs> was a combination of... Do you remember Trey Songz's uh, song? And I wish we never did. No, but biggest fancy. <laughs> Renee, do you know how many heartbreaks that song has seen me through? <sighs> and I wish we never loved it. Oh. I wish we never loved you. And I wish I never fell so deep in love with you. And now it ain't no way we can be friends. And all I can say is la 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 la. Come on. La 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 that is worth a copyright strike Look. if there ever was one. Yo, oh. anyway, just to be uh, oh, we don't endorse Trey songs. By the oh, way, he, just, he is in some hot You know water. what? Yeah, Jesus and that's the it's water. so poor. It's so sad because he used to be my childhood crush. You know, and it's like this is why the Bible says <laughs> men marry the wife of your youth. When men don't get married in good time, they Bruh, start wilding. This misfit. This is. They start wilding. I'm the, telling this you. Is the study it. Look at P. Diddy. Uh, anyway, let's stop not it. Drag, stop let's it. not drag Drink people it. into Anywho. conversations. Yeah, that was. <laughs> <laughs> Before we get served papers, I'd be like, where are you Defamation. That, that wasn't even me. I don't know that girl. I don't know who that is. <laughs> um, but no, that song um, inspired this episode. But mm. also just chatterings that, are, you know, on social media, mm. conversations with friends, people that find this kind of concept difficult. Mm. Is it possible for men and women to have thriving platonic friendships? Absolutely. Expand. <laughs> Talk to me, Courtney. Absolutely. Why not? Do you have thriving platonic friendships yeah, with, with men? I love my guy friends. Like, I I do think, even as somebody who like loves sisterhood, prioritizes sisterhood, I'm also somebody who places immense value on having brotherhood mm. in my life, even mm-hmm. though I'm not a man. Like, I think it's um, beautiful to be able to have a range of different people, a range of different perspectives in your life, but also like, we're all human beings at the end of the day. I do think for me personally, I do put certain boundaries in place, mm. um, especially because my male friends be cute. I'm not even going to lie. Really, um, really intriguing. You know, the, I think they're cute. I would want my girls to like hook up with them and, you know, get in relationship with them. They're upstanding fellas and stuff. Um, but I wouldn't ever want there to be a blurred line or blurred boundaries here. Because I do think sometimes your male friends can block the way for you to find what you actually oh, want. Just their presence. But just their presence alone. And so I, I really do spend time like, brother, you was a brother. <laughs> you was a brother. Stay over there. <laughs> um so yeah for me personally it's just about maintaining boundaries but it's also similar boundaries that i maintain with my my girlfriends it's just more so now that there's this because i am attracted to men now and most of my uh guy friends are attracted to women because there's that element of maybe sexual attraction which could emerge not that it always is there because i think people overemphasize this idea that just because your friend is a guy who's attracted to women and you're a woman who's attracted to men there's mm-hmm. automatically going to be right, attraction right. there. when actually you may not even be each other's types you may not even be each other's preferences so this idea that like the found there's always going to be some element of sexual tension in platonic friendships between the opposite sex is ridiculous to mm. me um but if even if there was a potential for that sort of thing to emerge personally for me i i do maintain boundaries around that because i'm like 
I don't want to be with you in that capacity, okay? But, and also, if I did want to be with you in that capacity, I would want that to be a known thing between both of us. Mm. Or I want at least both of us to kind of be in the know that there's a bit of flirtation going here. Um, and I think that would then influence the way we conduct ourselves. But I think the the main worry people have around, like, men and women being friends is this idea that like oh your male friends just want to have sex with you if they could just shoot their shot they would but now they're kind of in the friend zone and I I think that puts an unfair kind of perspective on men on and their intentions when they become friends with women mm. um and I also think it makes it very awkward sometimes for some women to then navigate being in the presence of men yeah and yeah. you kind of see it some women don't know how to act when men are around like they actually don't know how to act like misbehaving some people will just automatically it's like they start pre uh, presenting pick me behavior out of nowhere they'll throw you under a bus in front they of will these, throw you under men. a bus 100 they'll start cleaning bab i've never seen you sweep Stop my it. house before Stop in my it. life but now that my brother is here you're doing you, domestic you're, queen oh, sorry man. nigella sit down i'm just cooking something up for this man you don't ever cook for me Mm, it's suspicious. Uh, <laughs> you don't find this suspicious? suspicious, but also like no shame in your game. If you are like, girl, I'm looking for a man, and this is a potential suitor, calm. But let it be known. Yeah, Why do you not know? Do you get what I mean? Let mm -hmm. me know that this is the the space that you're navigating and how you're navigating it. But I do think it's it having these conversations about oh, like women and men being platonic is difficult. It does make it awkward for women to navigate around, and it also makes it awkward for men to navigate being around women because. Right. It's either the women see them as potential suitors or they just see women as sexual objects that they can use rather than valuable friends that they could have. Right. So, right. yeah, that's that's why I, that's kind of my expansion. But I do believe that men and women can be friends. And I do actually think it's very beneficial when you have male friends in your life, because I think that perspective is helpful. Like I didn't I have brothers, but I didn't grow up with each of them. So it kind of having their perspective now in my life, especially in my older years, it's like, ah, oh, this is nice. Like yeah, it's very nice yeah, yeah. to be able to hear the male perspective on things and even not just the male perspective on relationships, but the male perspective on life. Because I think the way we as women are coached is very different and trained and socialized is very mm. different to the way that men are socialized. Mm -hmm. So when I do get the opportunity to speak to my male friends, my brothers, my brother-in-laws, um, the men in my life my father my fathers and father figures in my life I do hear a different approach to life like it's very I'm a go-getter I'm a just get it yeah, done I don't need yeah, to be yeah. you know I don't cower in imposter syndrome like I'm just getting it done and I like it um and I'm kind of like ah in the world like they tell us women that that's masculine and yeah I see how that is breeding so much success in your career but also in your relationships because you go for what you want exactly. and you're direct exactly. and you, you're not ashamed about being direct and whilst I do think you know there is feminine tact and all of that I do also think that fear and the way we are coached in fear as women has stopped a lot of us living in our fullest potential and mm. experiencing life to its fullest mm. and I feel like men don't necessarily battle with that in the same way yeah. and so they kind of experience more of life's joy than sometimes women do so mm -hmm. when you have male perspective in your life it kind of gives you a new way to approach life um that is a bit more confident and a bit more audacious and just almost borderline arrogant in mm. the sense of like some i of just be arrogant though. some of them are arrogant and that's obviously disgusting but also like the borderline arrogance like i remember when we were applying to university and they were saying how like 
when you're trying to navigate certain spaces, especially male dominant spaces or mm. like um, spaces dominated by a certain class, you have to stop doing this whole humility thing. And women often fall into that whole humility it's thing. A trap. And it can sometimes be a really big trap. And obviously to be humble is an amazing virtue and it's something that we should all cultivate. But humility isn't necessarily shyness mm. and it's not necessarily playing downplaying who it is that you are mm. and what it is you're capable of doing. And some of us women even struggle to articulate our strengths, our achievements, right. our capacities. Um, Whereas men don't struggle with that. And we, we see men and we're like, oh, that's confidence or that's arrogance. But it's actually the way most of us should actually be navigating life. Just being unashamed to be like, this is what I do. This is my value. Mm. Pay me my worth. Um, but also this is the impact that I can have and this is the change that I can bring and even being confident within yourself to know that like not yeah. even being able to present it to other people is one thing but not even identifying it within yourself is um, another issue a big issue and so having male friends in my life has helped me shape my perspective around that shape my perspective around entrepreneurship That's and beautiful. about playing that game because it provides an element of like just mentoring an alternate perspective um, and a different way to look at things. And I, I personally really value that. Mm. Yeah. Sorry. I've natted on. But no, no, no. That was actually wonderful. Yeah. Like you've really brought some thoughts that even I wasn't expecting you to say around like navigation of the world mm. and the importance of male perception to mm. that. Um, but yeah, no, I definitely agree. I love my male friends mm. Ugh, i hate to say it though some of them are nonsense people <laughs> in the sense of like man they're, they're actually upstanding members of the community yeah. and i think having male friends allows you to understand and look at men outside of the realm of romantic yeah. relationships i think for women even when we think about our familial figures right there's this whole tying down every interaction you have with a man to romantic relationships yeah. so it's like if a woman doesn't know how to interact with men, she has daddy issues or she doesn't have a brother or she doesn't have any kind of familial relationship to inform how she should relate to a man romantically. And it's like male friends and having the presence of men in a more platonic sense of the word is such an opportunity to cultivate relationships with them that don't center around you being a pick me you performing for them, you trying to be with them. Mm. It's just really refreshing. And yeah. as you were saying, it's so nice to just like, at least for the men that have their heads screwed on correctly. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's so nice to actually hear their perspective on staff yeah. and the fact that you have almost an unbiased in the sense of they're not necessarily biased towards wanting to be with you. Yeah. So they can give you some thoughts and perspectives, even on romantic, yeah. you know, situations. You can ask them, you know, what are your thoughts on X, Y, Z? And what are your thoughts as a man um, towards particular issues, whether yeah. it's like entrepreneurship, yeah. whether it's like family, whether it's like careers. Some of the most like, inspirational conversations I've had have been with my male friends and some of the most kind of like compelling conversations that I've had that have you know inspired me to do better for myself has come from interacting with my male friends so mm. I actually think it's necessary for mm. women to have some kind of platonic male relationship in her life or right. to have experienced it in her life right. um, because it really does shape the way that you engage with men the that way you engage insane. with women as well yeah. um, and the way that you engage with the world at large like I genuinely oh this is so like moist but you know I owe a lot of the way that I engage with things to my male friends yeah. that as you were saying that go-getting mentality that not necessarily arrogance but confidence about the things that I do and I think it also gives you an opportunity to get a window into men's issues as well mm. so thinking about you know mental health concerns yeah. thinking about um 
you know, the way that men navigate the world differently to women and how, you know, they too struggle with things like finances. They too struggle with things like um, opening up emotionally. They too um, struggle with very specific issues as well. If you have like intersectional male friends, like if you have, I have a lot of friends that are male, but also white or black or Asian or disabled, being able to hear that perspective, that intersection of obviously you have male privilege, but then how does this interact with a very specific, you know, oppressed characteristic? Um, So it just on a more like high level, like level, um, gives you an opportunity to learn more about the world. Yeah. Like you get to know things that you don't know about people. Like even when I went to, so I went to, well, we went to an all girls school. Yeah. Whilst we loved it and we think it was actually necessary and pivotal to it's our growth. Fantastic. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> Going to university mm. and beyond actually was like a catapult to really get into know the world. Yeah. We were uh, like genuinely interacting with people that were for all intents and purposes opposite to us. Like we were, you know, engaging with rich folks. We were engaging with, you know, a lot more men, like being able to engage with them and actually like, ah, uh, I had this idea of you in my head, yeah. but now I actually know you. I can understand you way better yeah. and understand the way that you navigate the world. Such and if you don't point. have male friends in your life, it becomes difficult to not allow the um, dominance of other um, stimuluses and other kind of like bits and bobs, like social media, the internet community to inform the way that you engage with men. This is it. And that's dangerous. This is There's it. so many women who have no relationships with men And they are literally taking advice from folks on the internet. They're taking advice from, you know, people that have not got their best interests at heart, have no intimacy with them, don't know them. And in some cases, mostly other women as to how they should relate to men. And I think that that's just such a, it's so dangerous because there's a piece missing. If that's all that's informing your perspective and the way that you should relate to men, of course you will be the pick me. Of course you'll be the person that absolutely despises men. Of course you will be the person that is actively trying to break down men. Yeah. Of course you will be the person that has volatile issues when it comes to relating with men of any mm. predisposition. Bro. It's so necessary. It's such a good point. I'm so glad you brought it up because it's like so many women are operating based on a caricature that mm. they have in their mm-hmm, mind mm-hmm. of men that social media, their parents or, you know, the media has painted right. And a lot of it, whilst warranted, may be true, it's often based on personal experience. And so we're able to come on here and like give a balanced argument, be compassionate towards um, men and kind of give advice to men because we know so many men and we know the realities of what those individual men's lives are like right and like you said their mental health struggles their financial troubles the fact that like us they're coming from broken homes like we see them as just real people right in the fullness of what the the experience of humanity has to offer to that experience Mm. and like for us it would be very difficult to to then navigate and have conversations about men who we don't actually know men who we can't touch men who we can't actually empathize with because we don't see them to be real and I find a lot of women fall into that trap because they don't have male friends Mm -hmm. right or they don't have brothers or they don't have fathers in their lives and so for them what they know of men is what they've heard of men and not what they've heard from men and that's dangerous because it's like that's how I don't know if I really want to compare it to this but like take this with a grain of salt like that's how people 
become prejudiced towards towards certain demographics, right? Yeah, Whether yeah. it be race, people with disabilities, people yeah. with sexualities, because they go based on stereotypes. Yeah. They go based on what the media has shown them these people are like and what they've associated them with. When actually, if you got to know these people in real life and you actually invested in getting educated about their lives, their struggles and their holistic experience, you would not necessarily have more th- sympathy, but you would have more understanding. Mm. Um, and you would have a more realistic understanding as well of what that is like. So I think it's dangerous for us as women to start assuming that we know what it is to be a man, think like a man, all of that. You will never be able to know. You need to go and talk to the men in your life, right? Um, and that happens, like you said, by having friends, by investing in those relationships with m- men. Mm, for sure and it goes both ways right like there's a lot for the brothers that listen to this but also for the women it's important that men have female friends too so good platonic friends completely platonic friends it is necessary (laughs) particularly for you brothers that be moving too fast Mm. around women sometimes you need a sister to check you this is it sometimes and i think there's also that right insofar as like when we think about accountability there's different types of and varying types of accountability. There's, of course, accountability within women's communities and between women. And then there's accountability men's communities mm, between men. men. I think that we framed accountability between men and women too much through the romantic relationship. Mm. And sometimes you actually need your boy or your girl to check you yeah. on. And it doesn't necessarily need to be around you wilding out romantically. It can be in other areas of your life yeah. where you actually need a friend Um, not necessarily of a specific gender, but it might actually help to check you on your behavior or somebody to give you um, a cross-reference. So if you, you know, you want to put out a statement about a guy or a girl, it's like maybe you should go and talk to your boy about that and see how does this read? How does this present? Or if you're in a sticky situation with you know, somebody of a particular gender, it might help to have a range of voices in your camp to be able to check you or to give you some advice. I think it's so, so necessary to make sure that like, It's just so frustrating when we have accountability within the romantic settings Mm. and around dating Mm. and around the way that you perceive Mm. men and women romantically when the full human experience means that it is actually necessary to have a couple of different distinctive and measured voices that are pouring into your cup. And I think that the presence of either as a man having both male and women um, figures and as a woman having both men and female figures is necessary to ensure that you have a more holistic view and that you can actually come to some kind of judgment or some kind of decision about the choices that you want to make having more information and more knowledge about Mm. how that's going to be received so i think that's super super necessary yeah and sorry and also giving you like better understanding of your behavior and Mm. and understanding of navigating these things. Because I think certain people don't know what they're doing is problematic because they exist in echo chambers. Mm. And like, Mm -mm. if, especially if you're a guy and you don't have a female platonic friends um, or relationships in your life, you may fall into, if you are heterosexual, you may fall into the trap of simply sexualizing every woman that you meet apart from your sisters and your mothers and stuff like that. And that's how a lot of men will be out here disrespecting women, but being like, but I respect my mom and my sister. But if you had female platonic friends, they would able, they would be able, and hopefully they would call you out on misogynistic behavior or um, predatory comments or predatory behavior 
behavior. My mind goes back to um, one sister who sent a dilemma a couple months ago and was like, my friend is a great friend to me, but he's abusive to his girlfriend. How do mm-hmm. I check in, basically? I feel like as men, you you will also need a woman in your life who you do not see in that sexual way to be able to tell you, hey, what you're doing is problematic. And let me give you a perspective by taking away the sexual or the sexualized aspect right. of this and the attraction aspect of this and just proper show you for black and white that you're being a dunce. Like mm. you're actually <laughs> doing this wrong and what you're doing is quite dangerous. Yeah. And if you don't have women in your life who you are not sexually attracted to, but you respect, you're not going to hear that argument, mm. right? Because mm. you're just going to think, no, I'm just playing about because the majority of what you've learned about interacting with women is either familial or and nurturing or it's from your boys and what the media has taught you about sexual relationships. But actually there is a place where you have to operate and navigate with respect and honor without sexual reward. Do you get what I mean? So when you have friends, like female friends or friends of the opposite sex, I feel like that's when you learn that, that there's a way to treat people without desiring sex from them. Yeah. That's good. That was excellent. That was excellent. (laughs) I really enjoyed that. Um, But one thing that I actually wanted to move on to touching on is um, boundaries. So I love that you brought the point, brought up the point around, you know, when you're in a platonic friendship with a man, there's often some boundaries that you keep in, you know, check to ensure that that relationship remains platonic. However, something that always goes along, you know, the, the grapevine on the Twitters, the social medias, all that kind of stuff is... You know, when your boy gets into a relationship, Mm. you get into a relationship and all of a sudden there's this really strange dynamic of you being the female friend, they're married, Mm. they have a girlfriend and there's always this weird competition sometimes that people suggest between you being the female buddy and then the girlfriend slash the wife and vice versa where, you know, you might be a girl, get into a relationship with a guy and all of a sudden your male friends, it's, it's causing a little bit of tension. What are your thoughts on that kind of situation? Does this always arise? Mm. And in the, you know, the, the moments that it does arise, how do we navigate that changing of boundaries yeah. once a romantic love interest yeah. plays the field? That is so good. I think, firstly, listen to last week's episodes about the changing nature last week's episode about the changing nature of friendships when people get into a relationship and get married and have children because there are a lot there is a lot that we discussed there in terms of boundaries and helping and assistance but I think in this area I think it's important to realize that the the dynamics will change because like we mentioned last week the amount of time that your friend may be able to give to you may be different and number two his partner will now have to feel comfortable and I think we're too quick to put the label of insecure on Mm. these women who Mm. are like my partner has a best friend or a close friend who is a woman who spends a lot of time with Um, but now I'm now another female presence in his life and it's I don't think it's necessarily about competition but I do think there will be elements of I need to assess how much emotional investment do you have um, or how much how much emotional intimacy is in this friendship and does it overlap too greatly with the emotional intimacy we have in our sexual relationship Mm. when you are somebody's partner their boyfriend their girlfriend you are probably the greatest if you are in a heterosexual relationship you are the greatest presence of that gender in their life if that makes sense Right, right? right and so it's even like if you're Say if I had a boyfriend, but all the advice I need from a male perspective, I go to my brother, like Mm -hmm. my older brother. Mm -hmm. I think I should think my partner would have a 
problem with that. Like right, I'm right. the greatest male influence in your life and you've put me in this position to help guide you and navigate you here. What do you not trust me enough? Like what is it? Do you get what I mean? And I think it's the same with friends. If I constantly mm. went to like my my guy friend and was like, hey, need your perspective on this, need your pers- need your help on this, need your it's like, but you've got a man. Go to him. Do you get what I mean? And I do think as much as people will be like, no, it's never like that. I do think there's elements like that within us. It's like if I had a guy friend and he kept going to Renee for her to get make him food. Even if I don't enjoy cooking, cooking it's gonna ruffle me a certain way if that's not what we've decided in our relationship. Do you get what I mean? Even if he was your friend. Mm. And so I do think it's worth having conversations about how does your partner feel and what does your partner expect from you in terms of navigating your friendships now i do think there is grounds there sometimes for people to make outlandish comments like i don't want you to have any female friends i think that's absolutely ridiculous i think that's also quite dangerous as Mm. well and i think it's bad for people to completely ice out their friends who are um, of the opposite sex because they are in a relationship but this is where i'll give a story but i think it's all about navigating with wisdom and sensitivity so i had a friend or i have a friend I talk about we talk about him on the podcast, Sam. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So me and Sam are good friends, Sam, right? Sam, Sam. Sam. Me, <laughs> some, um, some of me and Sam are really good friends, and we started uh, being good friends from like church. Really good friends get on banter as a one, and then um, at the time, his girlfriend. I didn't know his girlfriend personally, but they started mm. coming to the church together. Yeah, but yeah. I knew Sam because of different. We were in different situations together, and so then I was kind of like, ah this guy has a girlfriend and I'm getting really close to him and I'm spending time with him, but I want her to know that I'm not trying to etch in on your man. Do you know what I mean? And so I think the way you do that was I then started to become friends with his girlfriend. Um, And I think it's important to navigate that in that way. Now you may be thinking, well, what if I don't get along with her? But if your friend gets along with someone, you're more than likely going to get along with the person. And then I started to become really close friends with Jen, who we talked about. We were talking about her dad's jalof the other day. Mm, Started to become very... (laughs) Excellent and fantastic. fantastic. We're still waiting on the second batch, but that's okay. (laughs) That's all right. But yeah, I started to become really close friends with Jen and I did that intentionally and deliberately because I also think sometimes it's bad to get close with a guy and act like his girlfriend is invisible yeah or act like his girlfriend doesn't exist um I do think when it comes to navigating boundaries if this is somebody who they want to spend the rest of their life with this is now about all of us let's actually become friends together just so that you know a you can trust me b it's not like that c I actually like you. Like, I actually like you and I'm Mm. actually fighting for your Mm. corner as well. And I think there's an element of sisterhood there as well, where it's like girl i am on your side yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) i am on your side and i'm obviously on his side he's my friend as well and he was my first friend but now i'm actually like close 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 with jen um and that's like a sister who i'm so thankful that is in my life and like she provides so much for me and i wouldn't have been able to experience that if i saw her as competition or opposition and it was it was never like that because there wasn't any kind of sexual tension but i think most of us just get very weird when it comes to Oh, my male friend now has a girlfriend. Did you want to be his girlfriend? If if you did, then you should have made that clear when the man was single. It's the validation as well, yeah. There's a, I love that story, by the way. Shout out um, Sam and Jen. They're actually an excellent and oh, amazing and wonderful people. people. Um, I hate that so, so much where it's like, there are some women who keep male friends 
for the point of validation, mm. not necessarily because they like them or they value their friendship, mm. but they value the social status that comes with having male friends. Yeah. They can use them in specific situations, whether it be, you know, having a male presence mm. when they go out so that they seem desirable right. or they seem, um, you know, highly attainable yeah. or you know the moment that they get into a relationship becomes problematic mm. because they felt like they had some kind of claim to that guy right. romantically even though it wasn't stated explicitly yes yeah, those good. are the claims and those are the um female friends that you actually have to watch out for yeah. because there is sexual attraction and there is some kind of like underlying vindictiveness yeah. there that they're literally just waiting to pounce, pounce. it's really unfortunate not just for you know the new girlfriend or the wife that enters but also for the guy yeah because he's literally being used as a toy yeah and this whole element of competition it's like why is it that this man now becomes valuable in the romantic sense when there's the presence of another player but when you were the only player on the field and you You didn't want that man you didn't want this man but all of a sudden because he's desired by somebody else you see it as competition it's a problem girl it's a big problem y'all gotta stop that exactly you really do if you like your friend shoot your shot let him know this is this is what is it all right but once he gets somebody you actually have to respect that we are big proponents of what <laughs> that's somebody else's man absolutely do not touch other people's things don't even dare think about it <sighs> so yeah i feel like in the conversation about boundaries it's mm. really about respect and it's really about um respecting what other people say is too far so you know if your friend is in a relationship and it's like you know their partner is uncomfortable with them speaking to you past a certain time i would personally respect it um unless it seems controlling mm-hmm. like and it seems very like that's a bit inappropriate like it's daylight out daylight outside um it's definitely like 6 30 p.m and you're upset that i'm speaking to this man like i i would want understanding as to why the boundaries exist but i would personally i don't want to double double in anybody's relationship no. i don't want to be a course of any no passer, passer. please and this is where i say wisdom really does need to kick in because you want to live a peaceful life and that means in your relationships as well and that's in your friendships as well you don't want your name to be caught up in wahala like it's actually stressful and so personally for me because i never want to be the subject or the cause of any dysfunction tension arguing rowing evil looks like i don't want any of it i would rather just honor the boundaries and maybe it means it sets a new tone in our friendship maybe Mm. we used to be talking six hours a day we can't do that anymore because now you've got a partner seasons come and go and that's why you should always appreciate the seasons that you have with your friends because you don't know what the next season may look like you know me and renee we we when we were younger we would talk hours and hours. We'll see each other every day. Now we're up here. We working, even though we live together, we don't see each other all the time. We can't mm. talk as much as we used to. And so all we can do is really cherish those memories and be as intentional as possible to make use of the time that we do have. But nature, the nature of relationships change over time. Yep. And that includes your platonic, that includes your platonic relationships with the opposite sex. Mm. And so I think it's important to just value that and navigate that with wisdom. Um, and to honor the people who are in your life and the people who who are in their life by at least being respectful of the boundaries that they set um it doesn't i i, I don't think you may necessarily need to be controlled or like extremely hyper focused on this like ah, i don't even want to laugh with him because people may think people me. ain't thinking that 
Trust me. People are thinking that. It's as soon as you start moving weird that you're moving a bit sus. They're moving a bit suspicious. You get what I mean? Um, But personally for me, I think the best way to navigate it is just to be open, Mm -hmm. honest, um, and cordial or at least friends with everyone in this situation. Um, Just so that no one, there is no animosity. There is is no need to see me as a threat. I'm his friend and that is it. And that's also all that I desire. Now, Mm -hmm. for some of y'all women who you do, like you were saying, undercover, you do want that man, you may end up in a fight. I'm just going to be honest. On there, no. On there, no. I'm about to throw another spanner in the works. Go on. Um, And harken back to the lyrics of the Fallen Trey songs. Mm. (laughs) And... Yeah. <laughs> and I wish we never did it. And I wish stop having sex with your platonic <laughs> friends. And this is another thing. No, 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 no. <laughs> boundaries. Set the boundaries. Because once the boundaries are blurred and once there's a great, great area, tell me what friends you have seen be friends with benefits. Yeah. Benefits. That has ended well. That and I mean ended well, as in both of them are now in healthy relationships where their partners are aware of their sexual past with each other and they've still been able to remain close, close friends. Can you? I don't know anybody. Because there's always tension. There's always tension. No, because as soon as you sleep with someone, you do to a degree kind of expect um some kind of treatment from them like yes we were friends before and yes we're still going to be friends after but now that you've been in makuchi i do expect for you to treat me in a certain way preferential treatment preferential treatment and then as soon as they stop doing that because now they've got someone else to you you may feel used and stuff like that and i don't think this is necessarily a men and women thing like i i because people often say women can't have sex with benefits and truly detach from sex emotionally i do think we can um but i do think men suffer with this as well whereas like i slept with you i actually enjoyed sleeping with you i constantly had access to you and now because you have a man i can't cross that boundary that's frustrating do you know what i mean that is frustrating to me and i think all of us experience that kind of thing it's like if somebody gives you a chocolate in a chocolate box and then they're like but you can't have any more ever again don't touch it and you're like but i just had it and i don't you're seeing somebody else, else enjoy that chocolate shopping box. shopping Multiple. crumbs around the Multiple. mouth not crumbs around the crumbs mouth around the mouth. Deal. <laughs> And you're just there like, damn, I could have had that, you know? And even if you don't really want it. But it's like children. (laughs) (laughs) You are actually wrong. No, it's when you said, you know, chocolate. I'm talking about chocolate. Crumbs around the mouth. I said, girl, you better land that plane here. Jesus, take the wheel. That is funny. I can't even remember what I was saying. Um, It's like children, right? Like if you're playing with the toy, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you don't really think the toy is all that. It it might not even be the toy that you prefer. Your preference. But as soon as you see somebody else, like children, once you watch them, as soon as somebody else goes for that toy, suddenly it's their highest priority. It's like, how can you have it? Because people don't like to share. And so I do think that there is a conversation to be had about whether it's truly possible to be friends with benefits and mm. then go back to just being friends. Mm. I personally don't think there is. Haven't read studies on it mm. though. You can let me know. But I don't think there is. I think 
as soon as like there is just any once you ex- you cross that boundary i do think it's hard to go back and yeah. truly be the same yeah. um but yes don't stop sleeping with your friends like i i honest to god unless you make it clear that you want to explore like a sexual relationship with them or you want to explore maybe a romantic relationship yeah. with them i think it's bad to keep blurring the lines by not giving this thing a name mm. give this thing a name. what are we and that's when you start finding yourself heartbroken over someone that wasn't even your man this is the art situation ship and it's oh we was just friends we were just play. we were just kicking it we were just kicking it. and now you're even holding kicking yourself it. back from good relationships Bondage. because of this person who doesn't want to commit to you and you know it's the same for guys and girls like she don't want you but you're here holding out treating the people who do want you like trash for somebody who just calls you over in you know what what's demon time and i think that all of us like personally i also don't think it's realistic nor possible to remain like very close friends with an ex or somebody that you've been messing with before Mm. especially if you want to get into a relationship in the future not necessarily because it's not possible to you know after time the feelings leave. You've got a platonic relationship with this person, but out of respect for the person that you're yeah. with, I feel like we frame a lot of misbehavior and poor conduct as insecurities on the part mm. of the other person. When actually, I don't think it's insecurities. I think it's common decency yeah. in a sense. Personally, I don't want to be in a relationship with someone who all of their exes are just fettering around like and birds. They, and they also know what it's like to have sex with you. I don't want that. I, personally, for me, you can call me whatever you want. Don't give a damn insecure no, so man. i don't care i don't want to be around That's people gross. who can tell me what it's like to have sex with you it feels like we are dishonoring our matrimonial bed <laughs> i don't want it a bunch gross. of women Just- <laughs> bunch of women are Coming telling to- me what it's like is, to have sex with my man to your house enjoying all that kind of stuff nah man Nah, sometimes we as women we accept nonsense because you know the man them they don't do that. They and don't play be, that. I, as soon as they've heard that, get him out. <laughs> get him out. Remove that bad. He's got to go. It's either you remove him, me, I remove him. <laughs> <laughs> what? That's wild. But I do think there is some wisdom to it because it's like I don't want to be insecure. I don't want to feel suspicious as well about all of your friends, and then they'll be calling you insecure. They'll be saying there's nothing to worry about, but clearly there is because it's happened before. You're attracted to this person. Let's not be silly here. And there'll be multiple... You know, some folks will have multiple people that, you know, they've messed with that they're still intimate friends with. Man, not in my house. (laughs) It don't work here, let me tell you. It don't work here. Um, Well, to round off this episode, Mm. the last thing I actually wanted to ask you is, in terms of navigating platonic friendships Mm. and relationships, especially for women that may be looking to cultivate their male friendships or even pursue new ones... Mm. How do they go about that? Especially mm. in a time where it feels like when you engage with a guy, yeah. you don't want to come across as if you're flirting. Yeah. You don't want to come across as though, you know, you're trying to do anything with them. Sometimes it can be read the wrong way. Um, how do we navigate male platonic friendships? How do we seek them out? How do we start them? And how do we maintain them? I think the best way is to just be like, hey, you're really cool. Let's go out to like, do something fun um because i'd like to grow in our friendship like i actually think you're an interesting person keep it simple like literally approach it the same as you would approach a woman Mm, friend like mm. stop the overthinking stop the whole oh my god i have to because i think the problem is whilst you know you want a friend the way you're presenting because you only know how to interact with men in this way is as a girlfriend yeah and that's what they're reading 
all over you. Stop cooking for these Stop men. Stop cooking for him. Stop showing up face beat to the nines, bandage dress. Like all of the, you is is giving he's sexual. Like, See he's me as a attractive. sexual. He's gonna be attractive. Bonnet. That's the thing. Like my male friends, sometimes they be looking mad bummy around me, and I'm mad. like, thank God I ain't trying to date you because <laughs> you look stupid. Don't. But at the same time, it's like. But what else can you expect? Because I'm your friend. You're not exactly, interested in me. Exactly. You're not trying to impress me in this way. But I think as women, we're often trained when you're around men, you act like this, yeah. you yeah, look yeah, yeah. like this, you wear like this, you always put to, you're always put together and you always present that sexual energy and that sexual character and demeanor towards them because you're a woman and that's your resting state. But actually, no, I don't want sexual attraction from you. I don't want sexual attention from you. Leave me alone. And if you find somebody who keeps trying to violate your your friendship boundary and is trying to transcend into that, ask them, what are you trying to do here? Like literally, I have asked her, what are you trying to do here? Like are we are you trying to pursue what what's going on? And I think it will be it's very courteous for a man to just let you know. I know we started off as friends, but I do actually like you. Mm. And I want to now start pursuing you in this kind of way. I want for us to date. That changes the nature of the relationship. I personally am a person who loves clarity. Yeah. I want to know sure. what is going on here. When, how, why. Okay, let's pers- just give it a name. Um, And so... I would say just approach men the same way you would trying to make female friends, right? Give it time, give it attention. Um, do fun things, like really fun things. Like all the brunches, the lunches and stuff is good for catch-ups, but like do activities, mm. go and do fun stuff. Like have good conversation as well about life and the world sure. and the common ground that you have. Um, don't just sit around talking about relationships all day, but also if they need help in that area, have those conversations as well. But just right. learn to, to learn to get to know your male friends by learning about them um, and learning about their life outside of relationships their relationships with girls their physical attraction whatever but what are you interested in what do you do what's your past history what's your story what's your future saying where do you work like all these things there's so many elements um in which you can get to know a person and you can get to know about a person and we often do that with women but we don't do it with men because we just think men sex men relationship men husband no men friends and pursue them as friends yeah, that's what I'd say. How about you, though? I love that. No, I love that advice, Courtney. One thing that randomly popped into my mm. head as you were speaking, though, as well, is be wise about the men that you approach to be friends. Please. Some of you guys will approach married men. Some of you <sighs> folks will... No, no, no. Because it's like, yeah, I'm just trying to be your friend. But it's like, you know that this man has a girlfriend. You know that he has a wife. I would say if you genuinely want to be friends with him, understand you got to be friends with them. But you got to be friends with... They come as a package. They're that's a, a package, package now. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Because I can just imagine. I think of, say, like, some of my married friends or some of my friends that are going to be married. To me, I see them as a package now because I'm not trying to cause any kind of wahala nonsense or whatever. And it looks suspicious if you, particularly if you're a single female, are now approaching this married man to say, I want to be your friend. Baby, no. They you gotta like you that. you're friends with the family now you're a family, you're a family friend, friend. <laughs> your auntie uncle you're not you're you're no, don't be doing this don't so do that please approach men with wisdom yeah. and really try and be cognizant of the stage the life stage they're at yeah, because good. it can be very awkward uncomfortable and even if you're not trying yeah to present as something there's some very serious yeah. undertones that you need to be wise about yeah. um but I love what you're saying about just approaching almost in the same way as you would a woman, you 100%. know, like go out with them, do activities, yeah. you know, go and hang out with them, do some like 
low stakes stuff like yeah. don't be out here and also don't try and impose too many uh you know what do you call it expectations expectations on men because some of you guys will go out with your male friends and expect them to pay it doesn't work like that hey, sweet baby, baby. <laughs> bring your wallet there are some guys who are like nice on there me are, exactly. there, are, there are you know that's really absolutely amazing um and it's nice when you experience you that know what but at the same me? time one of my friends actually one of my male friends yeah. he i was like insistent on at least splitting the bill and he was like no i'm gonna cover it yeah. and i was like no why and he was like you know the gender pay gap <laughs> Use this one when you go out again because of the gender pay gap. Technically, men should actually and pay for also, things. I have a um a few friends as well. It's just attached to their ego kind of thing. Like I can't. I'm sorry, you know. And they'll tell you pay it forward. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. go and yeah, pay yeah. for someone exactly. else's lunch and stuff exactly. like that. Um. So I think that's also like one element of it. I was also gonna say two very efficient ways and like great ways to grow closer to guys is one banter yeah just have don't even put emphasis on the going out spending quality time with each other just get in conversations with guys and have good conversation like funny and serious that like i'm not gonna lie i'm we are very privileged to have men in our lives who are hilarious like absolutely hilarious that you want to talk to them like they're very good at having conversations and i enjoy having conversations with my male friends and it builds intimacy just having conversations with people having banter with people like clowning people joking around like playing around um not in the sexual way at all and that really does help you build relationship but also helps you build rapport Mm. and helps you build like knowledge of other people i would also say secondly do it in groups so you don't have to do one-to-one yes yes, Um, yes. maybe you have a male friend who also has male friends and just get in a group like bring some of your other girls and be like let's all go for a day party let's all go to brunch let's all go like um for me like after church a whole bunch of us just go out to eat and like there are guys there there are girls there and we all just mingle we all just chat and that's also a great way to meet new people um but also get comfortable being in the presence of men without feeling this pressure to be picked you know mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. actually just do things that engage in wider groups with people who you are comfortable with people who you're trying to get to know people who can introduce you um and i think that that's also it also provides accountability and that right. helps for the boundaries aspects of things um because you're not just you know everyday one-to-one with other men everyday one-to-one with other men like you can actually navigate these things better when other people also know what's going on um and that for me also helps to make me comfortable mm, yeah for sure for sure and if you're a babe that's currently in a relationship too and you want to like make more friends that are i guess across the spectrum different genders and stuff like that make sure you also check in with your partner around like what boundaries are permissible what kind of things are like out of toe off crossing the line and all that kind of good stuff especially if this is somebody that you consider to be like your life partner moving forward or if this is someone you're trying to build with just make sure that you're very clear on your intentions and you're very transparent about the way that you spend time with other people particularly other men yeah um just wanted to put that out there because there's some babes who are like oh i want to make you know more friends (laughs) and stuff but you really have a boyfriend (laughs) but also like you know definitely talk about it with your boyfriend but make sure that you've observed and you've discerned that your boyfriend is not insecure controlled right and it's actually not doing this out of fear but genuinely loves you make sure that this is somebody that you can trust with your safety and trust has your best interest at heart and i would also add to that try and get to know his friends first so before you go out there just trying to find loads of men random friends your your boyfriend probably has male friends so try and get to know them be like babe like let's have a game night bring your boys i'll bring my friends like let's all make this happen let's do that let's do this and then you get familiar with people he's already comfortable and familiar with as well yeah. For sure, man. Man, that was a wholesome rap. I feel like this has, this has been a solid air. Solid air. Solid air. I think air. we went through all the nooks and crannies. <laughs> 
We examined with the little, you know, <laughs> spectacles and the, the magnifying glass. We love to see it. Okay. Wow. Um, in conclusion, don't be a heifer. Um, <laughs> nah, man, don't be a heifer. <laughs> don't be a heifer. I don't let heifers around you. <laughs> That's the conclusion of the matter. Um, but sisters, we hope you enjoyed this episode. Let us know. Do you have any great platonic male friends that you want to shout out? Who are the brothers in your life that are making a real difference? Mm. Who are the ones that are really, you know, helping you in your times of need? Or have you had any kind of awkward experiences with men? You know, mm. maybe you were once platonic and it got a bit sticky. Um, maybe it was vice versa. It got sticky and you managed to maintain that. Maintain that. Let us know. Drop it like it's hot in the comments below here on YouTube. And of course, if you are listening on, you know, Spotify, Apple, wherever, feel free to come on over to YouTube, our social medias where you can follow us. We're available on Instagram, the TikToks and the Twitter at To My Sisterhood. Mm-hmm. And of course, you can come and follow us on our individual journeys. The lovely lady to me in the sage green over here at CD Wating. And you can come and say hi to me at Renee Kapuku. That's her. And you can make sure that you get a good dose of weekly glow oh, and growth tips by signing up to our mailing list what are you waiting for join the girls Come exclusive content Hello. exclusive content excellently written didn't the streets tell you we're about to be authors they ain't even ready y'all ain't ready they but ain't if ready. you want to get ready sign up to the mailing list <laughs> so <laughs> that was you good could do, thank you but you could do that at to my sisters.com on our website um, and if you do want to ever send us a dilemma you can send your dilemmas to dilemmas at to my sisters.com as we said in the beginning of this episode, there is the walk that we are going to be doing, the sponsored walk. Please do sign up. As we said, we want to get to 50 people, but even if you can't make it, please do give, okay? There are thousands of you guys listening. Yes. We just need as little as. As little as 50 pence. You just know, dash it in the offering see. plate, all right? Y'all been asking for that offering exactly. plate. Exactly. Now it's time you know to really give. <laughs> time to really give but honestly we we really want to support them we really want to go out there and just show them that hey these sisters from all over the world are rooting for you they're rooting for your growth and whilst you may not need it we want to give it and so yeah please do that check out the links in the description and in the show notes with next week we'll be announcing the winner of the vision 22 challenge for this month so if you have not yet signed up to therapy you have a week you have this week to get it done send us a screenshot on instagram twitter um, or whatever you can dm us as well if you want to keep it private and we'll be able to you know keep up with you and put you in the runnings to win a hundred pounds gbp straight to your account i think that's all the notifications fantastic we hope that you have an amazing week we hope that you truly do flourish we hope that you find new friends and they make your life great all right and as always sisters keep glowing and growing Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com